wells of yore. To the digital screens of today. The kids present... The Comic Book Character of the Month. to November, kids, and thanks for listening. This is Angus. Welcome to our super special as we are celebrating the arrival of the Marvels to movie screens on November 10th. And there is no better way to delve into this celebration than do a deep dive here into the origins of Monica Rambo. We have covered Ms. Marvel, Kamala Khan. We did that right before she came out with her Disney Plus series. We have covered Carol Danvers, both as the original Ms. Marvel and then as Captain Marvel, taking on that mantle and moving forward. Bigger, higher, faster. Now, we have not covered to this point Monica Rambeau, And she kind of snuck up on us here. Yes, we saw her in the original Captain Marvel movie as a young kid because her mother was a fellow pilot along with Carol Danvers and very close relationship there. But then she reappeared in WandaVision. And I was really taken aback in a very good way. And it was fantastic to see her and see her have all of her powers and delve a little deeper there. But as you'll see today in our close examination of Amazing Spider-Man Annual, Volume 1, Issue Number 16, which came to us with a release date of August 1982 and a cover date of 1982 in October. Our writer of her origin story called Who's That Lady was Roger Stern. Our penciler is John Romita Jr. Our inker is John Romita Sr. Colorist Stan Goldberg, letterer Jim Novak, and our editor is Tom DeFalco. We opened up with Peter Parker waiting at Grand Central Station for the arrival of Harry Liz Osborne. Suddenly, his spider senses start tingling, and his attention is turned to a quite beautiful African-American woman. He is so captivated by her that he decides to track her for some reason. And she ends up leaving the station and heads into an alleyway when a assailant pulls a knife on her. But she's very easily able to disarm this assailant. And there's a man who took her purse and was fleeing to the other side of the alley. But he is knocked out by a single blow by Spider-Man. By this time, Peter Parker had transitioned into his Spider-Man costume. Spider-Man goes to compliment this woman who he had been tracking on her ability to hold her own. 
However, before he can do that, she blasts him with energy from her hands. This woman is Monica Rambeau. And she's surprised to see that the man she blasted was none other than the amazing Spider-Man. Now, worrying that she can't keep her powers under control, Monica uses them to burn off her outer clothing, revealing a costume underneath. Now, adjusting her outfit, putting on her mask, Monica then turns into a beam of light and shoots up into the air onto the top of the Empire State Building. Spider-Man then wakes up. Just to see this amazing feat, this energy transference happen, and wondering what in the world has he just witnessed and who is he dealing with. Then far atop the Empire State Building, Monica Rambeau is amazed at how massive New York City is. And she begins to reflect on her home in New Orleans. Gazing over the skyline, Monica's mind then begins to drift back to the events that led to her getting her powers. So we are then told of Monica Rambeau's origin story through that very common trope of a flashback happening here. And there is a beautiful whole page taken up here, wonderfully rendered. Call her Captain Marvel. High above the noise and confusion of the city, she stands her form aglow with power beyond man's wildest dreams. We open up then with Monica Rambeau as a member of the Harbor Patrol there in New Orleans. She meets up with the Harbor Master to learn that she was not chosen for a promotion from lieutenant to captain. He explains that she wasn't chosen due to her unorthodox methods of doing her job. However, Monica doesn't buy this for a minute and accuses the harbor master of not promoting her because she's a woman. The harbor master ignores the comment, dismisses her from his office. Storming then into her own office, Monica is greeted by Professor Andre Leclerc. He happens to be an old friend of her grandfather who fought with him in the big war. When she asks him what brought him to the United States, and specifically New Orleans, he tells her it's actually fear. He explains that he's an expert in the field of advanced physics. He was widely regarded as a crackpot, actually, due to many of his theories. However, there was a general, Ernesto Ramirez, a South American dictator. The general funded his projects and he began working on a means of drawing energy from other dimensions. However, Leclerc tried to stop the project when he learned that Ramirez intended to weaponize the project. He was then forced to flee the country. Andre learned that his former partner there, Felipe Beccaro, began building a device based on Andre's research on an oil rig out in the Gulf of Mexico, hence is what he brought him here to New Orleans. And then finishing up his amazing tale, Andre explains that he has come to Monica to see if there is anything she can do about the situation. So, Monica decides to investigate the situation for Andre because of that family connection. And the following day, they take a boat out to an oil rig. As they approach the platform, 
Monica orders Andre to hide below deck while she deals with whoever comes out to see them. When the boat arrives at the platform, Monica is greeted by armed guards working for the Roxxon Corporation. Yes, we're bringing back Roxxon. When they tell her to turn around, she gives them a story about how the old crew out here on the rig would allow her to sunbathe on the platform. And she goes about trying to entice them as she was wearing a robe and then disrobes and is revealing that she's wearing a bikini underneath. And she's quite attractive. These men are taken aback by her beauty, and Dr. Picaro himself allows her to come on board the rig, saying he will accept full responsibility for her presence. He then begins pouring on the charm and invites her to join him for a picnic. Now, a short time later, there's an intruder alarm goes off, and the guards go on high alert. Monica quickly figures out that the alarm must have been set off by Andre. Now, suspecting that Monica may be connected here to this alarm going off, Felipe forces her to come along. Sure enough, they discover Dr. Andre Leclerc in the control room. The guards had stopped Andre just before he could shut down the device. He had found the weaponized device based on his research. He explains that he has completed building the device, and this is Felipe. And which he intended to use to obliterate cities. Felipe then decides to give Monica a demonstration by setting the device to destroy the city of Fort Benning, Georgia. However, before he can activate the device, Felipe is knocked down by Monica. She then begins smashing the controls, causing a massive explosion. Suddenly, Monica is transformed into a beam of light, pure energy, that transports her to the mainland. Now she's disoriented and she quickly gets her bearings and uses a radio to try to call the Navy for help, unaware that the radio isn't plugged in. She uses her powers to energize the radio. With the signal then boosted, she's able to send a distress call to a Navy ship out in the Gulf of Mexico. Now looking around at her location, she seems to have landed in a warehouse where many Mardi Gras costumes are kept from year to year in preparation for the big parade. So to disguise her identity, she puts on one of the costumes. And this is how we are first introduced to the iconic Monica Rambo costume. It actually happened to be a Mardi Gras costume. Then she discovers a hole in the air with energy pouring out. Felipe is very furious that Andre has interfered with his plans. And Monica suddenly finds herself transported back to the oil rig just by thinking about it. So she's beginning to harness this energy that she's now made out of. She knocks out Felipe and rushes to Andre. He tells her that the destruction of the device has poked a hole between dimensions. Monica is pulled into the hole, and she finds that with her power she can close the portal. Meanwhile, Felipe recovers and tries to shoot Andre again, and this time the bullet is stopped by Monica, who uses her newfound powers to deflect the bullet and knock Felipe out. 
with them, the danger resolved. Monica carries Andre out and then to get help. And on her way out, one of the guards overhears Andre refer to Monica as Captain. That refers to her as Captain Marvel. Two days later, at the Harbor Patrol headquarters, Monica is visited by Andre again. He has finished running a series of tests on Monica and explains that the accident gave her the ability to transform her body into any form of energy. He then gives her a gift, a new costume fashioned out of unstable molecules and convinces her that she should use her new powers to help serve and protect the people. Monica requires very little convincing, actually, in this matter. And she goes to the harbor master, turns in her badge and gun. And she says that she's going to pursue her new career as a superhero, taking on the moniker of Captain Marvel, which had been given to her by Andre, having observed her marvelous powers. Then we transition back into our story. So we did our flashback. And now Monica, in present time, considers that she's going to need a real scientific genius to help her get control of her powers because this was her big worry originally as this story had started. So she goes and looks in the binoculars that you can put a little coin into and look around the city. And she gets fixated on something. And then she leaves. Now having witnessed this, this is Spider-Man, Peter Parker convinces someone to loan him some money to put in the binoculars to see what Monaco was looking at. And he quickly figures out that it's the Baxter building and that she is specifically looking at Mr. Fantastic, the Fantastic Four, to help her out, Reed Richards. So Captain Marvel arrives at the Baxter building and it's actually in shambles after a recent battle. She's confronted by the thing, good old Ben Grimm who demands to know why she's come. Unfortunately, the Fantastic Four's leader, Reed Richards, is away with Sue, and the entire city's in danger. Things suggest that they get in touch with the Avengers. However, when he opens a line of communication with the Avengers, Monica uses her powers to travel across the line of communication. That's when then Spider-Man arrives on the scene. When the Thing tells her that his new this new Captain Marvel might be unstable, could possibly explode. Spider-Man rushes off to help the Avengers before the Thing can explain that the woman is not a threat. At Avengers Mansion, she arrives there. Captain Marvel comes through the communication system, shorts it out. Iron Man's armor temporarily causes the security systems to go haywire. To make matters worse... The energies inside Monica Rambeau are beginning to reach pretty critical mass. And Spider-Man arrives on scene. And the first thing he does is attack Captain Marvel. Well, this seems counterintuitive, but... However, a recovered Iron Man and the Wasp arrive and get him to stop, explaining the situation fully to him. Iron Man has also come up with a means of channeling the unstable energies out of Monica and discharging them harmlessly. Spider-Man then helps by using his webbing to insulate wires needed to perform the job. Iron Man manages good old Tony Stark 
to channel the energies up into the sky where they explode harmlessly. Sometime later, Ben Grimm arrives in a taxi cab and to find the Avengers Spider-Man all making their acquaintances now with this Captain Marvel. With the crisis averted, Spider-Man remembers about meeting Harry and Liz at the bus station, hoping that they're still there waiting for him at Grand Central Station. So Peter Parker now learns from a ticket agent that no one has paged him. Soon he's joined by Harry and Liz who have arrived on a later bus and they explain that they were bringing one of Liz's friends to meet Peter in an attempt to basically hook them up. But the woman had to cancel at the last minute because she had to work overtime. Peter doesn't feel too bad telling them that considering the luck he's had with women recently, the blind date probably wouldn't have gone all that well. So that is our first introduction to Monica Rambeau in the story, Who's That Lady? This is a really different origin story. It's the first here for Monica Rambeau. We would see her story revised over time. She did become part of the Avengers. She was really well liked as a comic book character. But as the Carol Danvers character would evolve, and there would be this more modern connection as you would get writers' rooms together to help develop a script, and you would have the comic evolve over time, you would get a deeper connection happening here between the existing Captain Marvel, Marvel, Carol Danvers, and now Monica Rambeau, who's also been known as Photon. What I find really intriguing in all of this is that the introduction of the Monica Rambeau character by Roger Stern here, and beautifully drawn by John Romita Jr., and then inked by his father, John Romita Singer, is a strong female comic book character and a woman of color. And for 1982, this was not commonplace, sadly. It should have been, though. This is a great character who most likely deserved far more development over time. But I'm happy through the evolution of the character that she is stronger than ever. There have been more recent comics this century that have come out utilizing the Monica Rambeau character. And we're fortunate enough to get her now in the Marvels. And I'm really looking forward to seeing that dynamic up on the big screen. Wonderful introduction. This is great context for understanding the history of the Monica Rambeau character. And all month this month, we will be delving into the various different stories that have made up the Monica Rambeau character. Marvel has just published recently a trade paperback called Captain Marvel, The Saga of Monica Rambeau. And this story is the one that kicks it all off. And we will be highlighting certain 
issues that are included in this trade paperback that bring to light important snapshots in the evolution of Monica Rambeau. Please join us for those readings all month here on Kirby's Kids. Captain Rambo? What the hell are you doing? Entering the jump point perimeter. I'm gonna get you some readings, Fury. Monica. Hello? Monica. Hello? Captain Rambo. What the? Hi. We're looking for Kamala Khan. Okay, so our powers are entangled. I can manipulate light energy. And you, I can totally show you. No! No! Not again! Hi. Where's our daughter? Wherever you were. We're not a team. We're not a team. <gasps>